Welcome to The Curiosity of A Child. Episode 37, I think. Yeah, I think so. I am going to be the lead of this episode, hopefully. Um, and we are doing uh, castles and how they've sort of evolved and developed. So this is actually for my school. Uh, it's a little bit of homework. It's, yeah, it's on Norman castles and different types. And mm-hmm. yeah, their development and why and how they changed. Yep. So let's get in to the episode. Okay, so um, what is a castle? I My sort of definition of it is a fortified building made from different materials and uh, changed in structure throughout history. So it's, it never really stayed the same. It's constantly changing, like I said earlier. Why would that be? Um, if it needed more... Well, that's pretty much this entire episode. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. So, so you're going to tell us, are you? Yeah. Okay. They were usually constructed for defence in captured lands, uh, but also projected power, wealth and fear into, like, commoners <laughs> or the peasants. Yeah, so you're saying either captured lands or if you rule the country already, it's to help keep your control. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So in 1066, William, Duke of Normandy, more commonly known as William the Conqueror, invaded England to claim the crown. Mm. <laughs> Edward the Confessor, who was the dying king, um, told William he was the rightful heir. However, on um, his deathbed, he changed his mind and promised it to Harold Godwinson. So Harold, he was in the Battle of Hastings. He was like the man who led the army. Yeah, he was the defending well, king at the time. With this invasion, the Normans brought castles to England. Quite literally, <laughs> uh, because in fact, William arrived with a flat pack castle on his ships. Yeah, so that's interesting because um, the Normans, that comes from um, Northmen or Norsemen, so the Vikings. And um, you know how Sweden and Ikea is famous for flat pack furniture? So this is where it all began then. So <laughs> yeah. that's that kind of Scandinavian link going down to uh, William the Conqueror there. Exactly, it just has to be. Uh, so there's a scene in the biotapestry showing a group of men, some digging and make, making the mot, which I'll explain later, and others putting together the actual castle. Okay, so they brought this castle on their boats, did they? Yep. So I got a quote here. They took counsel together and looked for a good spot to build a castle on. They had brought with them in the fleet three large pre-built wooden castles from Normandy, all in pieces, ready for fitting together. And they took the materials of one of these out of the ships, all shaped and pierced to receive the pins which they had brought cut and ready in large barrels. And before evening had set in, they had finished a good castle on English ground and placed their stores there. All then ate and drank and were glad to be ashore. That's amazing actually, isn't it? Uh Bringing over the castle and constructing it so quickly. That was a wooden castle as well. So we've got a picture here, which I just explained, um, pretty much with that quote. So there's some people digging and others making the actual castle and making the mound or the mot. Yes, yeah, so it's so. a scene from the actual tapestry, isn't it? So it mm-hmm. shows um, how important that was. That was um, part of their invasion plan and how much they did plan. Mm-hmm. Well. So that will be in the show notes, will it? Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. it will. See, I know my stuff now. Okay. <laughs> so this type of castle was called a mot and bailey. 
It was the first castle introduced by the Normans, and they were easy to build and could be finished in only eight days, or as we saw that flat pack one, <laughs> not even a, a day, but that's yeah. with everything pre-produced. I've got a nice diagram of a Mott and Bailey here, and Mott means mound, um, or I imagine it like that, so M for Mott and M for mound, or B for Bailey or B for below. <laughs> I can't think of any <laughs> way to explain remember, that. Uh, kind of. Or you just get it in your head. So a Mott and Bailey castle was in two parts. The uh, Mott was the mound, like I've said. Uh, that's the higher uh, the higher up piece. It's like a, a hill and has a keep or a tower or a little castle, which was made of wood on top. And surrounding that castle at the top of the hill was uh, a wooden palisade. So if they were attacked, they could retreat up the hill. Uh, so it's much easier to defend like that because you've got the height advantage. Mm-hmm. And the lower part is the bailey. Uh, and this has almost like a miniature village. This is where maybe some soldiers would stay or some farmers uh, so they could self-sustain themselves if under siege. Uh, because quite a common tactic... Uh, for sieges was to just starve the inside, mm-hmm. the people inside the castles. Um, so maybe you'd have, you'd definitely have a well, otherwise you'd not have any water. Um, some farmland, some stables. And surrounding that bailey, or that little village, was another great big palisade. Yes, yeah, so a palisade is a wall, isn't it? Palisade, yeah, it's like yeah. a protective wall. Uh, then you'd have a main gate or gatehouse uh, with a drawbridge outside of that. And all the way around, you'd have a moat or, or just a ditch. And what were they typically made of? Uh, they were primarily primarily <laughs> made of wood uh, because that was really easy to get and it was not too expensive and, for, well, much lighter than stone. Yeah, actually, there's a history of this type of... Um, fortification because you would hear stories of the Romans when they're on campaign they would build probably fairly similar structure but without the mot I don't think they didn't have that mound that mm-hmm. because I think didn't they often make the mounds themselves um, the, the Normans it was a man-made yeah it was hill. a man-made um, hill okay so I guess they would use the earth that they dug from the moat uh, or the ditch uh-huh. to make the mot it's a bit confusing moat mot <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and again, why do you think they would be useful if you are, say, the Normans invade, invading England? Mm-hmm. How does this help? Well, you got quick defence. So if there was like a counterattack by the English, you would be able to defend yourself quite well. And you feel like you got a bit more power like that, but uh, not as much as it doesn't project as much power as some other castles, which we'll uh-huh. talk about later. Yeah, and I guess it would be a place where you could keep your stores as well. Um, so that prefabricated castle that they built when they've then come ashore they've been able to build that and they've got a, a nice safe place to keep all their food and their horses and their equipment and things haven't they then if they start building a network of these out all over the place they're making little um little bastions that they can hide exactly. in and yeah attack from or whatever they're going to do mm-hmm. this isn't the only type of castle they built is it i mean <laughs> what do they do after they started building stone ones yep uh i'll get into the stone castles in a second but First, we're going to say why wood and modern baileys weren't quite as good as some stone ones. Okay. They just weren't suitable, really. Like, they wouldn't last forever. And obviously, they're wooden, so they'd rot easier. They 
couldn't survive as well against the elements compared to stone. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not as imposing as like a big giant castle made of stone uh, where people would be looking down at you more instead of just trying to stick their head over a palisade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And what sort of weapons would people be using against a castle, like a Mott Bailey one? Um, fire. Definitely fire, because obviously wood burns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's quite easy to siege, and wood is probably easier to knock down than stone. Yeah, if you can drop, chop down a tree with an axe, you can yeah. probably chop down a palisade. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so what do they do next, and how did they improve upon these early Mott Bailey castles? So... They soon developed into stone keep castles, which were already being built in Europe. So they weren't particularly new. They were just new in England. Okay, yeah. And I think you'll go over some pre-Norman castles later from the Anglo-Saxons, won't you? I did do a little bit of research, yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> um, they were like an upgrade to the Morton Bailey, which whilst quick to build weren't suitable for the Normans' permanent conquest. Mm-hmm. Stone keep castles are much stronger, uh, and they introduced thicker, taller stone walls, which had arrow slits, giving a protective place to shoot from uh, for the defending side. Okay, yeah, and when you picture a typical castle, you imagine soldiers walking along the top of the wall and all sorts, and the battlements. Uh, that helps with thicker walls as well. Yeah, battlements like there. If you imagine the top of a castle, you have the almost studs coming out and that would be if you're shooting you mm-hmm. would hide behind those if you're reloading an arrow or something and then you'd turn out so you got a bit more cover the walls often had towers running along them which developed from square to rounded towers as siege tactics changed okay so why would that be um so if you were trying to put a ladder up to climb up the walls it's harder to balance like on a round just, yeah yeah compared to a flat surface and if you have arrow slits, maybe you could slip your arm through and push the ladder down or something easier. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh-huh. And undermining. What's undermining? <laughs> undermining is like where you dig a tunnel, a very cramped, dark tunnel, mm-hmm. underneath the uh, towers or walls to try get the walls to collapse so people above you find it easier to get through. Okay, this is the attacker's trying to tunnel underneath the walls. So it's almost the opposite of a prison escape. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So square towers were vulnerable to undermining, as I've said, and their corners would collapse much easier. So that's like a weak point in the design Um, then. Exactly. So that's why you use rounded towers, which don't have any corners, Mm -hmm. um, and were much stronger and more difficult to attack because of their shape. Yeah. Actually, um, I took you out into the garden and I gave you a spade, (laughs) didn't I? So we're in the garden now, where Anton has... Well, what do you have? I have a shovel. And what are you going to do with that? Dig. You're going to try undermining, aren't you? You're going to undermine the house to see you can experience maybe what it'd be like. Whilst I'm doing that, what actually is undermining? Okay, undermining would be where the attackers of a castle, they would try and dig down under the walls so to try and make it collapse. And... What they'd also often do is light a fire down there. But could you imagine being in a dark tunnel? Kind of that you just dug a very crude one as well. No, especially when there's probably people coming up behind you or doing a counter tunnel or something. 
Um, and there's literally a siege going on just above you. Yeah, so you're probably hungry. You haven't eaten very well. Um, you've been sleeping in a tent. Maybe the siege has been going on for months. Oh. So it's that difficult? Yeah. Yes. God, can't get there. And then you see that big pile of rocks over there? Yeah. Yeah. So those are then being pelted at you, okay? So there's people up. Imagine somebody up in your bedroom window yeah. throwing those rocks at you. <laughs> that wouldn't be very pleasant. No, and then when you've made your tunnel under the castle, probably really small and damp, and um, you're carrying um, maybe a weapon in there with you, and then you come across another tunnel from the defenders, and what are they going to try and do to you? Kill you. Yeah, so they're going to be beating as well, aren't they? They're uh-huh. And you're going to have a fight in the dark under the castle. And then even if the castle walls start coming down and you're in that tunnel, what's going to happen to you? You get squished. Yeah, so uh, not particularly nice experience, is it? No. So how's your tunnel coming along? Um, so far I've done a couple of centimetres. Do you think you're going to manage to undermine the house? No. Are you going to keep going? <laughs> no. Because um, we're actually planning to do Vale Castle after this. This is your practice. Oh, okay. Um, I'll see you in a couple of years. <laughs> okay, Harlot Castle was built by Edward I of England, who was uh, a Norman as well. He was like, came down from the line of William. Uh, so. Edward was nicknamed Edward Longshanks because of his height, which I quite like. Um, And they built Harlot Castle in North Wales during 1283, where uh, England were trying to raid Wales. Okay, so what sort of castle is um, Harlot Castle? It's a good example of a stone keep castle. Okay. Alright, I've got a diagram here of Harlot Castle. It has a square sort of shape outer walls uh, and on each corner it's got the rounded towers which we talked about earlier and has arrow slits for easier defense Uh, and it looks like it's built sort of on a hill so it's a little bit harder to attack Mm -hmm. Um, i imagine lots of castles still would have had moats or ditches maybe smaller outer walls but that was more in the next castle that we'll talk about in a minute okay um it still had a bailey or now called a ward um, which was like a courtyard. Yeah, so um, that was like the space kind of inside the walls then. Exactly, yep. Uh, you'd still have your drawbridge, so if you had a moat, that is. Um, <laughs> and you'd have your gatehouses. Um, but the keeps were still be- built onto like one side of the walls so quite vulnerable maybe from undermining or just an easier siege into that keep okay so what you're saying is whilst you got this wall it wasn't always surrounding a keep in the middle the keep might actually be built into that uh that perimeter curtain wall Uh uh-huh yeah so what, what, what sort of problems could that cause then like you were saying yeah like i said undermining but you could maybe fix that a little bit with the rounded walls again uh huh um or if you had some sort of weapon which could fire over the top a bit easier, it could land onto the keep, which is like, if you lose the keep, you've lost the castle. Yeah, so what sort of weapons then would that be? Uh, trebuchet. <laughs> trebuchet? <laughs> trebuchet. Yeah, I can't so... say it. 
trebuchet. Trebuchet. Yep. <laughs> um, so what you're saying is then that, yeah, if somebody's sieging this castle and mm-hmm. they've got their weapons, their siege towers and their trebuchets and their catapults and everything, they, it's fairly easy for them to directly attack the keep. Uh-huh. But in castles, like, I, I'm not sure if it was Harlot Castle um, or if it was one of the Scottish castles. I can't remember now, but <laughs> actually, yeah, it was the Scottish castle, but you would have maybe 60 men, 30 men defending it against, mm. I don't know, thousands of men, and it would be so much easier to defend uh, from a castle in high, higher positions. And you could take out, with 30 men, you could take out a uh, 1,000 men, <laughs> for oh. example. Yeah, maybe not take them out and kill all of them. I think you mean... Um... Hold. Yeah, you can hold, hold them back. back. So, yeah. Okay, so if you're the Normans then coming into um, England, which was a foreign land, you're an invasive force, really. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a few hundred years later, but they've got more control. But what effects then are you saying that these strongest stone castles would have had? You're saying that a small number of people could do what? Uh, defend much easier compared to a wooden thing, which could even be just shoved over um, compared to stone, which you would actually mm-hmm. have to try to get through with more advanced tactics yeah they're not just defending though either they are uh they're controlling that land and the castle Mm-hmm. okay yeah so what do you think the local um population might think of these castles they would probably be quite safe feel quite safe and they would definitely be fond of them <laughs> they would like them um do you think they... so at first if i'm a norman noble who's come in and oh they would they would might feel some safety from them they probably didn't affect their day-to-day life that much. Um, but maybe they would have to build them themselves, like be forced to after just being captured. It just doesn't sound very fair to me. Are you trying to say that maybe for the normal, like the peasantry, mm-hmm. um, maybe they had less of an effect on them as if you were one of the lords or something there and you've been displaced by the Normans, you're probably going to be more of an effect to them than to the... Exactly. Yeah. If it was, if you, it seems like if you had a bit more power, your 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 role would change more dramatically compared mm-hmm. to just some peasants okay. or paupers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, like I was saying, the keep was built into the walls. Mm-hmm. Um. However, this problem was fixed in later concentric castles. Okay. So, what are concentric castles? Concentric castles are pretty much the mega fortresses of okay. castles. Um, instead of having one surrounding wall, they had multiple walls. Whoa. <laughs> I know. This made them much harder to attack as each layer was well defended uh, and probably the walls were thicker even than the um, stone keep castle walls. How thick could these walls get? What sort of size are we talking? Could be six meters thick really i know i that's guess like that's two yeah. of me well more than two of me lying down i presume they weren't always solid either i imagine some of them would have rooms and things inside <laughs> maybe maybe oh to get to your arrow slits as well yeah yeah, yeah and like an armory or something is there yeah i imagine so because you can't fit everything in your bailey <laughs> or your ward and i presume they would be quite tall as well Yep, I would say they could be 10 metres tall, some of the taller ones, maybe taller than that. Yeah, so that's a lot of building work. So, exactly. um, Okay, so tell me more about these walls in the concentric castle then. Yeah, so if you got through one wall, which you probably wouldn't, uh-huh. you would be faced with a taller, bigger 
thicker one. Okay. Um, because if you had a smaller wall at the front, you could fire over it with a taller wall behind. You mean so the defenders had... could fire over? Exactly, yeah. yeah you had multiple um, sets of archers <laughs> firing mm-hmm. lots of arrow rain. Um, but a nice example of this was also built by Edward. Uh, it's called Bowmary. I probably butchered the name completely. But... <laughs> I do that every episode. <laughs> Um, which was also built in Wales. But it was so expensive, Edward nearly bankrupt England. Whoa, I don't think it's just this castle, though, was it? He was on a bit of a castle-building spree. Yeah, he, he was a little bit addicted to castles. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he just enjoyed seeing the power. Yeah. I will explain a little bit about how it signified wealth in a minute. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to explain Beaumary. It had the inner bailey, so the inner ward or courtyard, which once again still had some buildings, maybe self-sustaining the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, then outside of that, outside of the first walls, you'd have sort of an outer courtyard which would run around the middle of the first and second walls. Um, and you would still have your keep built onto the first wall, um, which was... Like built into it, but the second wall protected that a bit better this time. Yeah, it's going to vary on what castle it is as well. Some of them might have more of a standalone keep in the middle, some would be built into one of the curtain walls. But then, yeah, you're saying that outside that there's yet another wall, and maybe even on a really big castle, there might even be a third wall or something. Yeah. Uh, But this is one of the biggest castles. Um, And like most castles, I imagine it would have had a great big ditch or moat running around the outside. Then there'd be the first curtain wall, which is just a wall really running around. Uh, And on each corner, again, you would have rounded towers. Um, And around the gatehouse or the drawbridge, you would have a couple of towers for protection. If someone was trying to get through that drawbridge, uh, you could have people shooting them from the side if you had arrow sticks Mm -hmm. and those towers sticking out. Um, And also about midway, this this is just from the Beaumary Castle. I'm looking at at the moment, you had some drum towers, which were basically half a tower stuck onto the wall. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then you would go into the outer bailey, which I've explained, which was the gap between the first and the second wall. Then you would go into a smaller but taller, <laughs> like, um, yeah, smaller but taller and probably thicker wall. Um, so between the walls and there'd be quite an enclosed space then maybe. So if you are stuck in the middle of there, everybody's going to be really high up around you mm-hmm. if, if you're trying to attack and you've got a breach that first wall. Mm-hmm. You would be probably get stones thrown at you. <laughs> it would be quite nasty. I mean, I'm trying to decide, would I rather be in that outer bailey or undermining? Because <laughs> you've got a tiny bit of safety from undermining because maybe there's some something above you which might protect your head a little bit but <laughs> i'm not sure and then you would have more towers in fact there there's almost too many towers <laughs> on this um and then the inner bailey i'm mean, a great big keep what's special about a castle then compared to something like just a fort is there a difference castles uh were like the grand homes of lords okay. um, who might have needed a bit more protection just in case someone was plotting to kill them to get <laughs> land or something, I don't yeah. know. Um, but they were pretty much just fancy houses. Um, 
at this point that you would use them to defend yourself. Mm. Um, but often they just signified wealth and there'd be venues of great feasts um, and you would uh, like radiate lots of power if you lived in a castle. Okay, so if you think walking up to Castle Cornet, mm-hmm. um, the walls are massive, aren't they? So if I'm, I don't know, somebody less important than you and I'm going to visit you, I've been invited to your castle, what effect is that going to have on me? You're, you're probably going to be like, whoa, how, how can you afford this? Because most people just live in a sort of one-room mud hut with fireplaces. <laughs> yeah. No, or even, <laughs> yeah. even if I maybe, I don't know, I'm a chief or something somewhere. Mm-hmm. Then you'd um, have two rooms in your mud hut. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Yeah, but compared to your castle, which I've seen has maybe taken a couple of years to build, with this labour and everything there. Mm-hmm. I think you you would be very like stunned and awestruck, maybe. Yeah, awestruck. That's probably mm-hmm. the right word. Mm-hmm. Particularly, um, like you were saying, there wasn't really much way of these type of Norman castles in England before the invasion. Exactly. So it's a real change of the landscape, isn't it? So what sort of places would they build them in then? They would build them in a place where it's a bit easier to get resources. Uh, or so maybe overlooking a village to show your power, your wealth, which is what castles eventually just developed into because gunpowder then meant castles weren't used as much for like defence. Okay, yeah, so cannons would be exactly. sort of the end of the age of castles. Exactly. So it, they were just more to look a bit fancy and show wealth but castles as well were built on places of power in, uh, in the past so some Roman forts um, to show like oh we're taking this now we're taking it better than they did uh, almost so to show your significance do you think that's also maybe reaching back into history yeah we're here now we've replaced them I mean that's probably helped some historians now they've got a double whammy on that one they've found a castle and they've also found a room and fort well so long as they didn't destroy it when they're building oh yeah (laughs) yeah you'd actually quite often find the castles they might use parts of an old roman fortification or an anglo-saxon one and they would build upon those walls because you've got to think that originally um that place would have been chosen because of its defensive importance it might be a choke point where maybe between some big hills or something and this is the easiest way to run your army through so you want to control that don't you yeah you want to use bottleneck tactics so Uh that's like when you go into a thin bit it's the only way through so you can block that off Mm -hmm. then you've uh they can't get through you controlled that bit well that's like what you'd have in the castle design particularly the concentric ones where you are going to try and funnel the attackers down Mm -hmm. a certain route where you're then able to fire at them or chuck stains at them off the walls castles would also be built on like natural hills instead of Mm -hmm. mott hills which are the man-made ones um so it's easier for the defenders because running up a hill that's hard (laughs) particularly if you've got some armor on and Mm -hmm. carrying a sword I've got, I've got a friend who's very good at running, but he says he never wants to run up a hill. He <laughs> <laughs> just was like, oh, why? How many castles were built then? Were they just, I know, 10 or what? Quite a lot. I'm not I'm not sure an exact number, but it's probably over a thousand at least. Yeah, so that's a lot. All built in very like powerful places. And you would quite often see them built along the coasts. I will be Richard the First. Nice. <laughs> I've died now, and my brother John, he's taken the throne. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and are all of his nobles happy with him no so what problems are going to happen from all these castles then at war are they good can he control the country through his castles or what uh maybe his nobles control some of those castles so that wouldn't be great would it if you, if it's you want to get your country it's going to be harder attacking a castle compared to just attacking a couple of men just standing in a field okay yeah so this big castle building spree that's happened yeah all over the country to mm-hmm. at first it was used to um control and take over the country mm-hmm. and but now what's when, when, well we'll go into the scotland bit in a minute um if you've lost your castle it's a lot 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 lot, lot harder to get back so if when um england invaded scotland they got really far they even got to the final castle if they took that castle uh-huh. they would have scotland they were very very close to taking it um but didn't quite get it and eventually scotland pushed them back uh when they took back the castle so if they thought oh no we've lost this castle again it's going to be a lot harder to get it back we're going to sacrifice a lot of men to get it back mm-hmm. it would just be easier to do tear down their castles okay yeah so they got rid of them exactly and maybe if you're um a king and you upset some of your nobles and they've all got their castles and they band together against you mm-hmm. yeah it's really hard for you to wrestle back control isn't it exactly particularly like you said you could have what 30 50 men or something and they can hold off a, a sieging army mm-hmm. that's why castles eventually just evolved into palaces and just signs of wealth and money Especially with the feasts that they held there as well. There were lots of special exotic foods that they brought over that a commoner would not be able to afford, like a pineapple. <laughs> Actually, yeah, the, the pineapple's got an amazing history. Mm. Of, uh, oh, we should do that. I, I, I know a book about pineapples. <laughs> so um, is there anything else you want to tell me about forts and castles or not? Actually, maybe we should sum it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've sort of covered how how castles have evolved from... A modern bailey, a quick fort or defensive position that you could quickly put up to get quick power. Yeah, <laughs> I think quick, 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 quick. What's important what you're saying there is maybe, particularly with the Norman invasion, mm-hmm. that's a very much a defensive position. Exactly. It allows you to have a bit of safety because you are the invader. Mm-hmm. Instead of sleeping in tents, you sleep in a bailey, which is much nicer. Yeah. Um, and then it goes on to the stone keeps, which were a heavier protected, more fortified building, uh, which were a bit more permanent and they showed power. Would you say that's not so much about defence, it's more about control now? More control, yep. I mean, a little bit about defence. Then you go into your concentric, which is mega fortresses, which (laughs) probably weren't necessary, but were cool to look at. Uh, They were signs of wealth and power and eventually it would go into castles which were only made for wealth, only made for power, um, and eventually castles died away as gunpowder and cannons came in, which destroyed walls much easier. Yeah, and if you've built this great big castle, you're saying, we're here to stay, this is our land. Exactly, uh, just like that. And also castles, they would give a little bit of housing, like we said, it's houses for lords, but maybe there could be housing houses built around so it's easier for like the lead masons who were the project managers um to get to the castle in the morning instead of walking all the way from the other side of town for example Uh, and it would also give jobs uh so there would be 
loads and loads of carpenters and carters even. Uh, lots of people. And the people f- having to feed them and clothe them and all sorts. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you would actually get an economy building up around a car. So we's, some of them might have been just built in a defensive position, but over time you would start to get a village or a town built around them. I think it's important as well that people realise that the castles, they weren't just military, were they? They were also the people's homes and the king or the lords might be living there. So what would it feel like if you are going to visit the king? Yeah, um... King obviously being a person of high power, um, and it, let's say I'm just a peasant at the moment, and mm-hmm. I'm walking through the gates, gradually going up and up past the portcullis, and up some steps to the throne room of the keep, and you just keep going higher and higher up. It's like you're walking up the ranks of your positions from peasant to slightly less peasantry peasant to a chief to like a noble and finally the king who's always higher than you he's got a better position than you yeah, it's like a hierarchy almost isn't it exactly. actually built into the architecture mm-hmm. that if anything signifies wealth is that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're going to be talking about like pre-norman um invasion like forts and defenses aren't you so you're sort of thinking like, oh, people might think that before the Normans, there was just nothing. There was no defence. Do you have anything to build on that? Um, Yeah, because what you said there is the Normans came over and they brought castles. Mm-hmm. And then you think, surely there must have been something before that. And I already mentioned Raymond Forts very briefly earlier and how they would... Um, they could build them or when the Raymonds were on camp they would build something like a Mott and Bailey or maybe just the Bailey Mm -hmm. Um, and Alfred the Great he actually set up a network of what were called boroughs around the country and these were to help defend against the Viking invasions and where a borough which you will find still in place names today like Muddlesbrough Mm -hmm. where they differ from a castle is they were a much kind of larger scale structure Um, so castle whilst they look big and they are big and imposing. Um, they are um, basically the castle was just it, mm-hmm. isn't it? Um, and most you might have some buildings inside it. There's not so many, but then a borough would be more like a fortified village. Yeah, I've heard of that. Or town. So uh, you might have a fort built there, but then they'd also enclose the entire town in walls or in palisades. Mm-hmm. And the idea was every, I think it was twenty miles or. 32 kilometers there should be a borough somewhere so no village in england I... should be further away from that so if the vikings attack um the local people could then go and hide behind these walls so there was a history already of building fortifications in england but not the castles which the normans are famous for so hopefully you can see the difference between particularly mm-hmm. i think if you're coming in as a force and you realize you can control a large area with a small number of men with a castle Exactly. Uh, imagine a castle is like um, an armoured tower. Imagine it a little bit like that. And mm. then the borough is like an armoured village. <laughs> a big wall around the village instead of just around a tower. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure if that's how to explain it or not. And probably not quite as well defended either as a castle, mm. which is so concentrated in what it's doing. It's the mm. real essence. It's meant for that. Exactly. I think that is pretty much it. I mean, I'll just touch on the Normans invaded England and Guernsey were part of Normandy, so we won. We did, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Actually, if you look at our flag, there's um, the gold cross on the red cross, that mm -hmm. William the Conqueror's cross. It's probably got a proper name, which I don't know. I think we should just do our, our outro then. Yeah, so you're happy with that? Yeah, I, I, that was longer than expected. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well done. Hopefully I get a good mark on my thing. <laughs> so please follow us on Twitter. At CurieChardPod. Facebook. At CurieChardPod. Instagram. At CurieChardPod. Or visit our website. Uh, yeah, the shop is shop.thecuriousdivachard.com and then the website is, is uh, thecuriousdivachard.com. That's right. And if you want a little bit of... Um, World War II history mixed with a bit of Minecraft. Check out Anton's Minecraft channel, The Curiosity of Gaming, where he has some fabulous Minecraft builds. And you can email us at hello at thecuriousofachild.com. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and leave a review somewhere, please. It would be fantastic. And mm -hmm. uh, subscribe or follow the podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. Um, it's actually good to have uh, Anton Ned episode here. He's Part of the reason we started this podcast was to expand upon your homework as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much and um, stay curious. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>